0: Hey d d fam, I'm Quick. And I'm Lee, and you're listening to Divas, divas and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad rep, but to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for ducats,
1: it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin.
0: We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice divas and Duckets is for entertainment purposes
1: y'all we are not series 511 <laughs> or 703 professionals this does not create a financial advisor nope, nope. or attorney client relationship the views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests it's
0: just our opinion y'all okay <laughs> divas let's talk duckets. ladies and gentlemen We interrupt this program for a very important announcement. Hey, D&D family. We just wanted to drop in and talk about some of the statistics of breast cancer. This is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And as you could tell from this episode, we are going to be talking about conquering breast cancer with a diagnosis of one in eight women having breast cancer. All of us probably at some point in time have known or will know someone that is diagnosed with breast cancer. But the good thing is there are three and a half million survivors in the United States alone. This year, they're saying that over 276,000 women will have some kind of diagnosis of breast cancer in over 2,600 men. And it can be daunting. You know, I personally, my mother has had breast cancer. I've had several friends that have had it, cousins. So it's a disease that runs rampant, but it is conquerable and you can get through it. And so we just wanted to send you some information as well. If you are diagnosed with breast cancer, reach out to a support group and do what you have to do to make sure that you can be able to get through your diagnosis and through this journey. You can reach out to Suzanne G. Coleman at one eight eight seven 887 go Coleman or Living Beyond Breast Cancer, and that is at www.lbbc.com. Early detection is key with mammograms. Get your mammograms. If you're 40, you should start getting them annually. And if you have a history of breast cancer in your family, you should probably go even earlier than that. But we would suggest that you talk to your doctors about the history that you have with breast cancer and when you should start getting a mammogram. So we just want to wish you light and wish you well. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Hey there. Hey everyone. How are you? How are you doing, Lee? I can't complain. Our new month has rolled in and I know. The Breast cancer awareness month. Yeah, October is a lot. It's a lot. A lot mm-hmm. going on. We can mm-hmm. see a lot of those pink ribbons. Yes. And if in the NFL was back in, we probably see some pink oh, shoes. Other little shoes. Yeah, they're pink cute. Socks. Yes. But alas, it is not. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well the NFL is there. I don't know if they're gonna wear it. well, they just won't be um the audience won't be there like that, oh, well, but that's not... I mean, you can still see them with their pink if you mm-hmm. like that.
2: I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, D and D fam. We're excited to have you back with us. And quick, what's on our diva docket today?
0: So today we are going to be discussing conquering breast cancer mm. in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we have brought in my dear friend. And I'm going to try to get through this. Uh, episode because it's you know very personal I know we have a lot of um, you know some more professional guests on but this one is very personal to me Mm -hmm. um, and we will be introducing her a little later but first we're going to introduce our boss Bay.
1: Yes so our boss Bay, as we said we like to give individuals and small businesses their flowers and connect you because you may be looking for services that these individuals provide Mm -hmm. and so this episode we are highlighting Miss Rashida Giles. And she actually has two businesses because she's just that kind of boss. Mm. Okay, So uh, Keep It Clean is one business and it is a black-owned coin laundry business that provides a very valuable service to this community. The owners have strong ties to the West Corridor in Charlotte, North Carolina. Having grown up in Clanton Park, they are invested in the community's growth and they are most known for the cleanliness of their facility and knowing their customers by name because they consider their customer's family. Keep It Clean makes it a priority to give back to the community. They have partnerships including Loads of Love in conjunction with the Champions of Change, Room in the Inn, and Project Outpour, which is a mobile shower service. And they are located at 2203 West Boulevard in Charlotte, North Carolina. They can be found on Facebook and Instagram at Keep It Clean Coin Laundry. And clean is spelled Mm K-L-E-E-N. Now to the second business, because like I said, She's just busy. Boss. Justice Kids Academy. And that is a child care facility that provides child development services to families in Charlotte, North Carolina and surrounding areas. Their facility provides services to children ages six weeks to 12 years old. They have small classroom sizes, um, which helps keep everyone safe during this COVID-19 uh, era. Justice Kids Academy seeks to care for and educate a diverse group of young children in partnership with parents, teachers and and Academy staff. And they seek to build, mature, and celebrate the uniqueness of every individual child and meet their needs while recognizing that each child has a distinct learning style and rate of development. Mm-hmm. So their curriculum is planned to take advantage of the ways in which children learn and provide opportunities for development in the areas of science, language, community living, art, music, and math. And they are now hosting a remote learning site for school aged children. Their staff all have a bachelor's degree yes. and they are equipped with the skills necessary to supplement that learning. I know a lot of you parents are struggling right now so <laughs> they recognize the need to fill the educational gap and so they are offering scholarships to the populations most in need and for more information on Justice Kids Academy you can visit their website which is www.justicekidsacademy.com and justice is J-U-S-T-I-C-E and and so, to Miss Giles, we
0: say, "Hey, hey babe!" And look, she didn't miss her third business because she is also in private practice, y'all. Listen, you know, she just bossed up, just, just all the way bossed. Up. She don't get had six <laughs> jobs. <laughs> okay. All so right. Yes, yes, yes. To our subject today, conquering breast cancer we Mm -hmm. have today with us my dear 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 friend miss Eunice say hey to the (laughs) people so me and Eunice we have a funny story kind of this was one of you know our hard couponing days Mm. I met Eunice oh gosh what 10 years ago almost what's 28 almost eight years ago yeah um and we were both couponing and needed to exchange some coupons. So we drove out of the city. Wow. Met at a Publix. <laughs> <laughs> First date was at a Publix to exchange coupons. Oh. And it just, oh, my God, we just connected. and have friends ever since. Look at oh, my job. goodness. Connected over money. We connected over, mo- <laughs> we don't over being money. financially savvy. How about that? <laughs> mm mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so get us, can you tell the um, people, like, of course, today we're talking about, you know, conquering breast cancer and getting into, you know, the heavier subject of breast cancer and diagnosis and everything. But, you know, you're a whole person before that day comes. In. And right. then there's, there's a before that day right. and then there's an after that right, day. Right. right? right, right. So, mm-hmm. like, talk to the people a little bit about, you know, before the day.
3: Well, um, before the day of breast cancer, I... As I would always say, um, my daughter's mom. Right, right. (laughs) Because I I have a very, 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 very talented Mm -hmm. and active teenage Mm -hmm. daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a little bit about that scenario is how we got to Charlotte. Mm -hmm. I was married when we moved here in 2010 Mm -hmm. um, and had uh, divorced in 2015. So during that time, you know, um, getting acclimated to Charlotte and the church life, social life, couponing life. Couponing And life. Uh, <laughs> that type of thing. I uh, then got divorced, still mm-hmm. had my daughter. We had our place and, you know, I guess you start dating again or yeah. try and, yeah. you know, it's like... Everything was dot .com, uh-huh, com, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, that type of life. thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know. So then we fast forward. I um, worked in the hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. Um, was uh, in accounting at a, a um, hotel and also worked for the airline. So she we definitely we we took advantage of, mm-hmm. of those perks. Yes. <laughs> so I, I was
0: a Charlotte team, mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. and
0: then this yeah. part of my life and happened. This part mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this part happened. Yeah. 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 And I always thought that was, like, really interesting because, I, she, you know, she had the hospitality with the hotel benefits mm-hmm. and she had the traveling benefits with the plane. I'd be Aye. like, girl. She worked in both, both did, ends of yes that. Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. Yes, she did. So, um, you know, talk, talking about that day, like, coming up to that day, kind of what happened? Did you do, like, a self-check to discover it? Had you just had a mammogram? How did that How did that occur?
3: Well, I actually, um, I was always aware because I have what they call dense mm-hmm. breast tissue, so mm-hmm. any abnormal, anything, so I would, I was just, I guess a self check, but not intentionally a right, self check, right, right, mm-hmm. right. and I was like, mm. so I said, well, I, I knew I had my appointment, my wellness mm-hmm. visit um, coming up, mm-hmm. so I said I would mention this to the doctor in mm-hmm. like a c- couple of months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't really think too much about it because mm-hmm. I said. I had, you know, dense breast tissue. Right, so, right. I, you know, and that's how I looked at it. I didn't have an immediate. Mm-hmm. Let me call tomorrow. I yeah. said I have an upcoming appointment, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about it then. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, when you say like dense, does that mean it, it just generally feels I don't know, lumpier than most? Yes. Or, okay. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. So. And then an
3: X-ray is different too, right? It does. Yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. And so I just. In the, I guess thinking in the way, 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 way back of my head because Mm -hmm. I had a cyst removed when I was about twenty something, Mm -hmm. okay, and that was soft. Mm -hmm. This was wasn't soft, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought about it. Didn't think about it. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I knew I was having a doctor's appointment. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, I know I don't have breast cancer.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And then, so you get to the doctor's appointment, It's not Just a wellness visit, not a mammogram appointment. Well, no, it, it was. It was actually my uh, the gyn appointment. Okay, yeah. Yeah. okay. So okay.
3: I get to the doctor's appointment, and we're talking, mm-hmm. and she's, you know, and so all you hear is hmm, mm-hmm. hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why is she hmm? Right. And she said, you know what? I want you to get an extensive mammogram done, and At that point, I said, do I have breast cancer? Mm -hmm. And she said, you know how to do the little, let me just hold your hand. Mm -hmm. She said, I can't diagnose that. Mm -hmm. I'm not an oncologist. I'm not a radiologist. Right. I said, do you think I have breast cancer? She said, well, I want you to have the appointment. Mm -hmm. Because she she couldn't say that, you know. Mm -hmm. She said, I want you to have the appointment, and you know we'll we'll have the appointment, okay, so I leave, and I'm like, "Wow, either I have it or I don't mm-hmm. have it, mm-hmm. and those were my only options,
2: yeah,
3: like you don't have a little bit of cancer, yeah. right right so <laughs>
2: right.
3: I was like, "Wow, so my whole everything just got, yeah." Down, but mm-hmm. I tried to stay up. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I'm still got a single mom. Mom, oh, and we're right. still going to tennis, yep. we're still going to dance, yeah. Yep. Everything, Charlotte, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I maybe I didn't have a life. It was her. <laughs> That's what I did. You know? <laughs> so, you know, I had no history. Yeah. Okay. So no history. Mm. No history. So, so there's
0: no history in your family either, wow. Mm-hmm.
2: No.
3: And down to once genetic testing was done, mm-hmm. I mean they went deep, 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 no history. So, Mm. you know, I'll I'll get into Mm -hmm. how I, what they called why I got it. Okay,
2: Mm -hmm. okay.
1: Mm -hmm. So, and you, what year were you diagnosed, or can you kind of talk to us about that day or just just how things unfolded with that appointment? So, Mm
3: -hmm. I had the appointment, and... My dear friend was at the (laughs) appointment with me, so I'm having the biopsy, and um, I was actually at work. Mm. I was diagnosed 2017,
2: Okay,
3: December 4th or whatever, that first Monday.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. I'm sitting at work about 2 o'clock, and you don't expect someone to just... Sounded off script-like. Hi, I wanted to give you the um, results from your... (laughs) Right. And, um, yes, you have invasive ductal carcinoma. Uh So, when you meet with Ian, I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I literally screamed Mm. so loudly. Um. And... Then I started becoming angry. Mm-hmm. Like I said, how could you say this to me? How could mm-hmm. you tell me this? Mm-hmm. I don't, what are you talking about? You don't tell me this at work. You don't say this to anybody at work. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? And then I just had to like calm down. And I, don't, and I totally don't know what happened after that. Mm-hmm. And I just remember like, okay, Eunice, you have to just bring yourself
1: mm-hmm. back. Yeah.
3: And she said, go to an appointment. Okay, so I have to go to an appointment. And one of many. One of many. <laughs> to which my friend
2: <laughs>
3: uh, was there with me,
2: mm-hmm. who
3: totally listened to everything that the oncologist, the radiologist was saying because it was a complete blur to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: It was like, you know, right. just miles moving. Right. Miles moving. I was sitting there, and I was just like crying. I like, don't cry. I cry. I can do it. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? I didn't even know what I was doing. Yeah. You know, you have no. You don't know. Right. Yeah. It's right. Such a state of
0: shock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then And then I mean, I definitely remember being at that appointment, <laughs> being in those moments, and you know, I remember when her when she came out after that initial appointment was made, you know, and we were standing outside of the hospital and. She broke down on my shoulders and, you know, hugging her and just sitting there. And then she came up, like, she came up with such resolve. Like, I got it out. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to handle business and tackle it. And I, it was so shocking to me to see, mm-hmm. like, the change in her. It wasn't that they said that she didn't have emotions. Yeah. But it was that she realized this is another thing to conquer like a mental you know? shift absolutely mm. absolutely yeah i
3: totally remember that i was like okay so yeah. we, we got to yep. do this yep. yeah <laughs> i mean mind you i don't think i had a tear left, left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but i it, yeah cuz i knew i had to face my daughter mm-hmm. yeah face oh, yeah. just face life
2: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
3: i just had to snap out of it mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah <sighs> so in terms of your journey, I know there's a lot of, yeah, I'm sure there's similar, well, not similar necessarily, but just there's several paths you can take mm-hmm. in terms of treatment. And I know, you know, one of the ones that you shared was the cold capping. Mm-hmm. So, like, what is that and how did you decide to for that to be your journey?
3: Well, when I got the call that I had breast cancer and then, of course, I'm thinking my appointment is going to be the next day. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, like nine days later. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there like, how do you do this to a person for nine days? Because you Mm -hmm. don't know anything except you have invasive ductal carcinoma. And of course, Mm -hmm. for nine days, you're thinking the absolute worst. Right. Right. So, you know, then you become an internet oncologist, (laughs) which I totally do not. I, I just don't recommend that to right. anyone anyway, because at that point you are now just, oh my gosh, I'm yeah. just gone tomorrow and mm-hmm. it, it'll, it'll send you crazy. Yeah. But I remember Googling, mm-hmm. typing, and mm-hmm. uh, do you have to lose your hair with chemotherapy? Mm-hmm. Because I said, either I'm going to have to have chemotherapy because, you know, I'm like, I'm either going to have to have chemotherapy, mm-hmm. radiation, mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't even thought about like mastectomy right, and all yeah, of that. Right. But I said, Do you have to lose your hair with cancer, breast cancer? All these things mm-hmm. start coming up. And it said, Cold Cap. And I said, What is that? I never heard of I'm mm-hmm. reaching this. I know I probably sent her everything. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Read this. Look at that. Look. And I started getting more information. So then I. All I need is a phone number. Mm-hmm. You know, call the number. <laughs> Hi, give I, right. <laughs> right. I want to get some more information. Right. I want to get some information about cold capping. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, do you have to have chemo? I don't know. I would like the information though. Is if I would have to have, chemo. I just wanted to be prepared. Right. So basically, what cold capping does, it's literally a helmet
2: mm-hmm. that's
3: on your head. It's I don't even know the degrees at this point. Minus 15 degree Fahrenheit to minus 30. just cold.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, freezing.
3: Freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Um it's on your head tight. hmm And it restricts the chemo from getting to your hair follicle.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: So I had that all lined up, calling different companies, mm-hmm. seeing how much it cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you use your FSA? What can you use the all mm-hmm. those things? I still didn't know if I had to have chemotherapy or not. Right. So, you know, I just had it sitting there Mm
1: -hmm.
3: in case I had to. Yeah. Then I said, "Well, is this approved? Like, why don't they talk about this here? Mm -hmm. Why is this not mentioned? Yeah. Um, Other countries were doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's now really, really, really popular in the United States now. Okay. And I remember when I chose to go that path, my Oncologists and the nurses, well, we don't support this and we, mm. we cannot, you know, um, guarantee that we'll be able to stop the treatment for you to do this because literally the cap is switched mm-hmm. every 20 minutes once the chemo starts.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: When chemo is over, you continue it for four more hours.
0: Okay. And every so, 20 minutes.
3: Yes. Okay. Mm. Once you leave chemo mm-hmm. at about three thirty four o'clock, you get home. Mm-hmm. Someone, oh, a wonderful someone yes. who was with me through this process. <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh, Ooh, would literally take you had to get the temperature the right thing, mm-hmm. put it back on your head, 20 minutes, put it back on your head. And you're talking about somebody who's gone through going through chemo mm-hmm. who's like tired and right. sleepy and still sick. like, yeah, getting this done. Yeah. Um why did I choose to do it? I just wanted to see if it would work. Mm. And it wasn't a, a, a vain thing, even though you have beautiful locks. <laughs> if <laughs> I had
0: lost my hair, yeah, I'm alive.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
0: and then what cold cap and it, is the the wasn't there like dry ice involved? Oh and, yeah, that's yeah, that's, like that's where whole- the.
3: That's where the temperature gets so cold. Oh. You're
0: sitting the night before
3: packing like you're going on a camping right. trip. But <laughs> right. you're packing dry yeah. ice into mm-hmm. these bags. So when it's stripped around your neck
2: mm-hmm. and you're
3: sitting there like, I'm choosing to freeze for 20 minutes. And then to have three minutes of a recess to freeze again. While I'm mm-hmm. getting chemo. While I'm getting chemo. Yeah. You
1: know,
3: mm-hmm. while I'm getting chemo mm-hmm. and, you know, but it's not for the faint of heart. Mm. it's not
2: mm-hmm.
3: and I wanted to just
0: see it and yeah. what
3: mm-hmm. I just wanted to see what would happen
0: because it's not an option like you said that was through your research that, that wasn't something the doctors brought to you as an option and then when you talked to them they were kind of like eh. right yeah. now what my oncologist did
3: eventually say to me when I told her I was going through this mm-hmm. there was another patient she had who mm-hmm. had said listen if someone talks to you about this You give them my number. Okay. So she said, I want to introduce you to, and she gave me the person who literally (laughs) just changed my whole life with this. Mm -hmm. Had a session to help us on how to get the cold capping done. But there wasn't a sign in the oncologist's office that said, hey, Mm
1: -hmm. to
3: find out about cold capping, see us at the front desk. Yeah. Now, Mm -hmm. it is very prominent oh wow it's all over the place which i think is so amazing that's awesome Mm -hmm. it is just a wonderful thing Mm -hmm. so that
1: is really awesome and did you feel because you do have beautiful hair now uh do you feel like right (laughs) do you feel like it was effective for you well let me say Mm -hmm. i do Mm
3: -hmm. now at the end of the day once i was done with chemo and actually started manipulating my uh, sister locks, mm-hmm. the new growth was a little weak.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: So it was, do I continue or do I try to make this work? Mm-hmm. So what I did, I cut my hair down.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: If you didn't know me, you would just say she had a short haircut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I never went bald. bald right? Yeah. So for me, it did work. And I yeah. honestly feel that my hair growing back as fast as it did
2: mm-hmm. is a
3: sign that it right that it worked. Yeah, yeah. so I um, yeah. I, I'm glad I
0: did it. Okay, yeah, it mm-hmm. was definitely a lot. And I, talk about because like with your cold capping and just through your journey, you decided to become very public. About your journey. I did. Which I was initially <laughs> like, well, well, why are you
2: doing this?
1: Right. And that's but, actually, I think that was my yeah. first introduction to you. Like, mm-hmm. quick would talk about you, and I think you were going through the process, mm-hmm. but I didn't, it was, I think you were beyond mm-hmm. your process when we actually met face to face. But I saw on social media, like, mm-hmm. okay, she is doing this. Yeah. Like, like, right. at first,
3: I wasn't. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I was like, I got this. I'm not, I'm not, I I got this. I'm going Mm -hmm. to chemo. I'm going to choir rehearsal. I'm going to take Kayla where she has to go. Mm -hmm. I got this. Because Mm -hmm. my social media page was basically my daughter. Right. -hmm. It was my daughter. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm not doing this. And then something inside me was like, Eunice, you have to share this. You need support. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't do this by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And when I did, it felt like the floodgates opened. I was so... I had no idea how... There's a group for everything on Facebook. Mm -hmm. There is. There's a group. How (laughs) to grow your nail two inches group. (laughs) How to... There's a group for everything. Mm -hmm. There was a cold cap community. Mm -hmm. There was a... Invasive ductal carcinoma, it was triple positive breast cancer. There's a triple positive breast cancer group. Hmm. There's a single moms with triple positive breast cancer group. There's a group for everything. Yeah. There's a double mastectomy, which I ended up having. Mm-hmm. There's a double mastectomy breast cancer group. Mm-hmm. So when I did this... Yeah. It was amazing to me. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: It was amazing. When I would post something on Instagram and would put the hashtag of cold cap therapy data, I actually saw women my my color. Right. Yeah. Would I guess would reach out to me and and I said, social media is powerful. Yeah it is. So
0: as we looked at a world of people in our community about cold capping because we had never heard of it Mm right never Mm -hmm. heard of it yeah as
3: as reluctant as i was i was i'm so happy i did so yeah yeah Yeah.
0: Yeah. and you speak to like you said that you know you needed support to go through this journey um talk about your support which to me was amazing i think it also speaks to you as who you are as a person Mm -hmm. um you're very sociable you reach out um, you're involved in a lot of things, but when it came to you know it's sometimes people that are that way are isolated at home mm-hmm. they're alone mm-hmm. at home and they still don't have that support but your support your community was dope yeah mm-hmm. they it they they were yeah they were i I had one
3: I had one special person who uh here she pretty much just took care of me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she took care of me
2: mm-hmm.
3: um and I ended up calling her auntie. Anybody mm-hmm. who knew anything. In fact, people who didn't know her.
2: Knew was,
0: her as auntie. Oh, knew yeah. her <laughs> as auntie. Like, they,
3: they still don't know her name. Right. Her <laughs> name is
0: auntie. <laughs>
3: so, my online community, mm-hmm. amazing. I'm talking people I don't know. mm mm-hmm. Like, people I literally don't know. Yeah. I mean, would, you know, hey, send me your address. Okay. And then I get, like, Kevin Hart tickets oh. to and I was like, did you don't know me? <laughs> Baskets and this and journals and all of these things. Um, my family, my mom is in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So I had no family right. yeah. blood here. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, it was my church, oh my gosh, my oh, church God. was amazing, mm-hmm. amazing. People at my church was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, my sorority sisters, mm-hmm. my line sisters, yeah, literally drove oh, yeah. in the night mm-hmm. to the morning to spend 24 hours with me.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: My daughter and I took us out, filled up the refrigerator, yeah. Yeah. went to dinner, took Kayla shopping. They got back in the car, and drove back to Maryland, D.C., Virginia, Philly. I was like, wow. Yeah. 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 The support mm-hmm. was amazing. Different organizations of people who I didn't even know they had cancer, but they mm-hmm. had this 5013C nonprofit and baskets, mm-hmm. baskets. I, I asked myself for your address and editor I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm... You actually, Kayla even got blessed through it too, didn't mm-hmm. she? Oh my gosh! My, my my, and she still keeps in touch with these people. Too. You know, I was like, oh, okay, so you got a Pandora bracelet because your mommy has a right, right. just things to keep her lifted up. Yeah, just to lift her up because it was it was hard for her. It was hard for her. Your daughter coming home and saying, "Mommy, my friend said you're going to die."
0: Right. Mm. And having to process that at her age, yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And then when it was funny, cause she's like, "Mommy, I'm here for you, and I'm going to support you, but um, I don't have I don't have to cut my hair right if you go um, <laughs> 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 if if your hair falls like, right? You know, how, how, how much of a team we <laughs> gotta be in this? Like, we draw the line somewhere, right? right so. <laughs> but um. It was it was definitely hard for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when she said, when the day she told me, Mommy, your fight is my fight. Your mm-hmm. fight is my fight. I said, oh, I got to get through this. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to get through this. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. That's amazing, just the sense of community. And like yeah. you said, a lot of times, you know... People, because some people do overshare. You've seen the people mm-hmm. that are like, "Oh, I did not need to know that." Right, right, but right. But then, you know, the the on the plus side, social media, there's that sense of community and mm-hmm. uplift, and just you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So even you know the people that reached out about cold-capping, mm-hmm. or I've been there. Or, you
0: know, yeah, just... and to me, it's a lot of knowledge too, because I mean, initially I didn't, because of the the way social media is. Like the protector in me was mm-hmm. like, "Don't do it," because if somebody come for you we're going to have a problem. But, you know, I'm so glad. I tell her, I I was like, I'm so glad you chose not to listen to me. Mm. Because I also feel like, not even with the support she got, but the knowledge that she was able to pass along to people that would have never gotten in another way. Yeah. And for people that, might be starting their journey Mm -hmm. to actually see someone go through it kind of takes a little bit of just a little bit of the fear out of it yeah like you know like gives it a little bit of hope and i know you were in that moment weren't saying i'm hoping i'm giving somebody hope right Right. like it was was literally for right it was really for your own self-care but what happened and the way you know it turned out to be was just like amazingly beautiful and you know and then she also has um you know, we'll get into a little bit of later, you know, how how love came out of that. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, you were talking earlier when you was talking about cold capping, you saying you were researching it and seeing it, the FSA took care of it and, you know, how much it will cost and all those things. Talk a little bit about the financial impact of um Breast cancer, because I know you said you were working at the time, probably had insurance. Like, did FSA cover your cold capping? Well, well, no, they did
3: not. Okay, uh, um, but there was this um,
0: organization
2: mm-hmm.
3: that uh, the the person who actually became a friend to me turned me on to um, mm-hmm. a subsidy group for women who did the cold capping, wow.
2: mm-hmm.
3: and it indicated that it was. Um, income based, mm-hmm. but there were women in this cold capping union. Like, Listen, don't believe that. it's. That it. So I would get uh, cold capping was like $400 every four weeks. Mm-hmm. Wow. And um, <laughs> I had six <laughs> rounds of chemo, mm-hmm. chemo was every three weeks.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So I had cold capping for five months. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah. But they would give a portion.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: All you had to do is submit your information, and literally in, like, two-day period, a portion, I
2: believe it was
3: maybe... I don't know, a couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was twenty-five cents. I was happy with it, right? <laughs> right. But I right. found this organization, and I said, "Ooh, I took advantage mm-hmm. of it." Mm-hmm. Um, cancer's yeah. mm. Cancer is expensive. Yeah. Cancer is
2: expensive. No way around it. Yeah. No
3: way around it. Cancer yeah. is expensive, and mm-hmm. I I didn't have the insurance that I have now.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but. A lot was covered, mm-hmm. a lot was not. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, it puts you in a whole different state. I was able to work, mm-hmm. but I wasn't able to always work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking, I'm going right back after this, and no, yeah, no, I, I. So I worked, but it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So you know, income mm-hmm. is this. So, cancer is rough, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. You don't prepare for cancer. Yeah, like you prepare to buy a house. You prepare, right? Yeah. And of course, you need to have a savings of this, but you just don't prepare for cancer. Yeah. Right. It just it, it just comes,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and then you, I've never had medical expenses like yeah. that before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, why was this X ray fifty million dollars? I, I, right. It doesn't. You know, I, I never had that. So, mm-hmm. um, the insurance was helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I can't imagine. Actually, well, I did see what it would have cost had I no. not.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. To then right. we
3: give thanks. So. Because,
0: yes, Miss
1: Private Eye over here was just Googling, like, how much is. It? I think you looked at the yeah, averages
0: or yeah, something. Because I, I just remember my um, mother, mm-hmm. when she was going through it, like, one of the pills that she had to take after chemotherapy was in the thousands. And I was like, yes. And it made me think, like, people that don't have. I understand. Mm-hmm. Um how people could just be like, I'm not doing treatment. Mm. And we instantly think, oh, you would rather die. And it's like, mm. I can't afford, like, I yeah. literally cannot afford yeah. the treatment or to go through this, you know?
1: And it's another topic it for another day. But the crazy thing is a lot of times I think actually the top reason bankruptcy mm-hmm. is usually medical, yeah, medical bills. bills. not people just mismanaging.
3: Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, this is another topic for another day because mm-hmm. so many uh Call them sisters, yeah. or pink sisters. Mm-hmm. So many of them. That is the you can main. shout out your
0: sorority. You know, you got your. Sorority. Oh no, no, no! I was uh, talking about not, 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 not the other. I thought okay. no, no, okay. no, you were talking about your sorority. Okay, now you were just
1: waiting the shade. That's so, all. No,
2: she was, I was waiting on sister. it.
1: She was. I mean, come on.
2: But those <laughs> sisters <laughs> showed up <laughs> too. Yeah. They did. They did.
3: So it was you know, and my my fellow cancer sisters, that it took its toll. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of several, yeah. It, they were just like, you know what, I I, I can't do this, so mm-hmm. I got to just start from scratch and yeah,
1: um, wow. yeah.
3: But um, I yeah. do wish that there were more resources mm-hmm. out there.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I know that um, there are so many nonprofit organizations that help mm-hmm. that help with your um regular monthly bills and mm-hmm. you know I'm working on a special project because when you see these things happening yeah. when you see someone send you you know $300 or $200 and you're going through this mm-hmm. you're like okay this is really wonderful yeah. right but i i feel like unfortunately cancer isn't going anywhere
0: mm. not
3: and at all we need to become. When I say we, mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. because I've been through this. Yeah. So, I know what I want to do.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And helping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Because organizations help me.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. And it's definitely yes, yeah, definitely good. Like paying it forward, just mm-hmm. because. Stuff. <sighs>
0: it is, especially know. when you don't know what to expect. Right. So, did, yeah. in your journey, did you have to do radi- radiation?
3: Yes, I had uh, six rounds of chemo. Mm -hmm. Chemo started in January 2018 and did in May 2018. Mm -hmm. I went back, and I was thinking, hey, I'm good.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And my oncologist, you know, we had double mastectomy Mm -hmm. and what was called a deep flap, where the uh, flesh from your stomach area Mm -hmm. is, you know, makes... Your breast, mm-hmm. so I got something good out of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but then in the midst of that, mm-hmm. there was a tenth of a millimeter precancerous cell, and she said, "You're gonna have to do radiation." Mm. And I just was like, "What more can I take?" Right. Mm. Um, I definitely gave a very, "I'm good." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got this. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. But I wouldn't wish chemo on anyone. Yeah. I just wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So I had to do radiation that started late summer, was over September,
2: mm-hmm.
3: double mastectomy reconstruction. Um, For a year after chemo, I still got another injection, the type of breast cancer I had. Is hat is estrogen based, Mm -hmm. so I had to get this injection Mm -hmm. to keep that at bay, okay? You know, to and I still get a monthly injection Mm -hmm. for oh man, I'll probably have to do that for like three more years,
2: Mm
3: -hmm. um, and other medication probably five Mm -hmm. to seven years. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: But
1: I'm alive, yes, I'm alive, and that is what's important. And I know you mentioned just the, you know, just the total, because a lot of people think, especially with breast cancer, like, and I feel like it's more so on the mother's side um, in terms of the risk levels Mm -hmm. that they're they're always thinking family history. Mm -hmm. And so you mentioned, like, you kind of learned through your journey, like, oh, with this, and they did the genetic testing. Right. Like, were you... When when they first called Mm
3: me, my uh, genetic testing was inconclusive because there were not a lot of cases like mine mm. to where they could say it's a uh, this type of genetic mutation mm-hmm. that type of genetic mutation so when they say one of those not no news is good news but mm-hmm. if we can't have if we don't have anything yeah. then you're good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well this past september hi would you like to come in what we like, geneticist calls um I go in. She said, you know, more research has come in, and you do have a mutation. I said, how can I have a mutation, and my mom doesn't have breast cancer? My dad does, because men can't get... She said, well, what I had was the AMT genetic mutation. Mm -hmm. AMT, ATM. I get it so confused. (laughs) Anyway, um, 40% of the persons who have that genetic mutation do not get breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So we didn't know if it was my mother
2: mm-hmm. oh,
3: okay. or my father.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And being that they are 80-something-plus years old, right. we're, we're not going to them. know.
2: Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
3: You right. know, mm-hmm. we're just not going to know. Yeah. Um, what that means, as far as my daughter is concerned, is mm-hmm. when she gets to a certain mm-hmm. age... Um And it's time f- she'll have testing done earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not going to even talk about that. And right. the mm-hmm. doctor's even saying, you know, let her go to college. Yep. The-. And then babe, we just want to start you earlier with your testing. Right. Mm-hmm. But right. that is exactly where it came from. I honestly wow. thought I was that 12% of women that are just going to get breast cancer. Right. Mm-hmm. But it was a
0: genetic That's mutation. That. Wow. And now that my parents had
3: cancer
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and I think it's I mean I don't know it's just like it's prevalent as it seems and I think that's one of those things also you get older and more people have certain diseases more people are passing away I mean Mm -hmm. it just happens with age it just is what it is yeah but it's really interesting to me that you were like they called you back in September was like oh for the research come like it's still new like this is another new thing cold Mm -hmm. now it's in the hospitals it's like
3: yeah yeah. And I was very happy that they called, yeah. and yeah. they were very, they were very happy. Like, look what we have, right? right. Yeah. But in the meanwhile, I'm still like explain this, to right, me. right. You know, so that's yeah. that's what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So onto the happier note, yes. you was talking about, you know, support, mm-hmm. right? Let's talk about husband. <laughs> okay, hey. well, there was this young
2: man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who was
3: really um there yeah. for me? Mm-hmm. Really, really there for me. Um and yeah, I started out with breast cancer as mm-hmm. Eunice Hinman. Mm-hmm. I'm now Eunice Hickerson. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, in the midst of breast cancer,
2: mm-hmm.
3: how does one get married? Yeah. In the midst of a double mastectomy with expanders right you know how does one get married yeah it still baffles me (laughs) because um you know like i said my life was internet yeah dating i mean the minute anybody found out about that yeah
1: we're running. <laughs> I was
3: like, I'm still living, though. Right? Right. I, I, I'm still here. Right. It wasn't meant to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, um, yeah, I have someone that really, really supports.
1: Oh, yeah. my gosh.
3: Who is really there. Yeah. Really there for me. And he's the absolute best. We had a hashtag
2: that
0: mm-hmm.
3: breast cancer did not win. Love did. Yeah. And... Man, wow
0: that mm-hmm. that is some yeah. yeah. Champ is the true champion. Yeah. I mean because we talk about it all the time. You know, especially in a in a new dating relationship, people can be um, I'm not gonna call it superficial, okay. um, but uh, there's a lot of focus on looks, and it's a lot of focus on you know people are often. The person that they are with, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning of dating, mm-hmm. like they don't expect them to change. You know, we hear about people that are leave because someone's gained too much weight. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and you, the furthest thing from your mind
2: mm-hmm.
0: is that they're going to drastically change, mm-hmm. not only physically, but emotionally as well mm-hmm. because of something so serious, right? Yeah. And man, the way that man was beside you.
3: He was so there. Yeah. I mean, he was so there. He actually said that. I mean he did so much research and he literally said he prayed that he would be as attracted to me
2: mm-hmm.
3: with breast without breast mm-hmm. the whole thing
2: mm-hmm.
3: and I was very self-conscious of that whole yeah you know
2: yeah yeah cuz I'm like
3: Man. I mean they on my breasts but they're not my Mm-hmm. State, you know, right. I was very self-conscious of that. But I became so much more confident, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, comfortable, yeah, um, beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I became all those things because I had that support.
1: Man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, there were, there was, there's two things that Champ did. And just, I mean, because the wedding, man, his toast, <laughs> there was not a dry eye in the room. <laughs> but Champ often says, um, when God saved your life, he saved mine. Like, that's what spared, he says. When God spared, spared your life, life, he saved, saved mine. His, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just like so impactful, you know, like, oh that statement but uh-huh. he better say that man, <laughs> let me tell you so you correct me you because know, i was i was crying so um where she had her wedding at the location across is a funeral home mm. and her husband at the time when they were getting ready to get married he was just like kind of hesitant, like i don't want to be getting married across from my no funeral home you know what i'm saying yeah um but in his toast he said, oh my God, I just get chills even thinking about it. He was like, you know, I didn't want to get married across from a funeral home, but now that I'm sitting here, God revealed to me, y'all could have been over there yeah, instead of right here. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh. Mm-hmm. God spared her life, man, you know? Yeah. And she is just like, throughout it, she was so upbeat and mm-hmm. positive. And that's a hard thing to do. And it's not it to is. say if you're going through that journey and you're not upbeat, there's something oh wrong. Gosh, no. Not right? at all. Not because, at all. Because, I mean, th- there are bad days. Mm-hmm. There are bad days.
3: I think I was so upbeat that people didn't even recognize mm-hmm. my bad days. Right. Mm-hmm. But you have them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there were times when I was like, you know what? I'm good if this if I can't do any more of this Mm -hmm. I just can't do Mm -hmm. any more of it
2: Mm -hmm. I
3: don't know where I got that I mean I know where I got it Mm -hmm. but I don't know where I got it because it it was a lot but I, I just had to stay positive and yeah Yeah. still Mm -hmm. reaching people today yes who hey can you talk to so-and-so for me Mm -hmm. or I mean literally just a couple months ago Someone said, can I give somebody your number? I was like, sure. And I'm thinking, oh, they're not going to call.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I still keep in touch with that person.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
3: we go through this. And everyone I told you, I said, no, we're going through this together. Like, I'm going through this mm-hmm. with you. And yeah. I own it. Yeah, I Like, that protected you mm-hmm. like, No, no, no. Mm-hmm. So what did the doctor say? No, no, no. no. <laughs> go, no. Make sure they tell right. you this. Make sure you yeah. find out this. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm this advocate for yeah. patients and... Mm-hmm. It's, it's something. Yeah. But yes, yeah. I have the best husband ever <laughs> from this situation. The chip is that
1: is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. And so we, you know, we titled this episode Conquering mm-hmm. Breast Cancer, but, you know, we want to know how you feel. Like, do you ever have ongoing worries or you feel like you conquered it? Or what does the other side for you look like?
3: I feel like. It's awesome to say I'm a breast cancer survivor, mm-hmm. but breast cancer will be my journey mm. until I'm,
2: Yeah, as yeah. long as
3: I'm living. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my oncologist has this thing she calls toe cancer. After mm-hmm. I was finished all my treatment, mm-hmm. if my wrist hurt, I said, oh man, I got cancer again. Right. Mm-hmm. If my knee hurt, I bet you it's cancer. Mm-hmm. It's... It's easy for someone to say, girl, you're you're good, don't you? But I feel it never leaves you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel, I mean, for, I would literally tell my doctor, now, you tell me how, what we have to do as far as insurance to get a because I'm going to need to get, I have to get a scan. Yeah. Like, well, you know, she can't, they just don't let you do these things because, mm-hmm. She said, "Well, you have to have." I said, "Whatever I have to have, that's what I have."
2: Right. Like I, I for my
3: first year, right. I just mm-hmm. was. You. You continue. I think there's levels of conquering. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: There's levels. Mm-hmm. You. You just have to live. Yeah. But you're a psyche. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll it'll that's play a tricks. Battle. It'll it'll play tricks on you.
2: Mm-hmm. I
3: mean. I can have a cough,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and I think it's cancer. Learn. Yeah. Um, I've I've gotten better. Mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot better, but um, I still say had, yeah, Head. yeah, Head. Head. Mm-hmm. I cancer free. Mm-hmm. You, you, you have to walk in it. Yeah. But you're human. Mm-hmm. You're human. Mm-hmm. And I just every day, every day every The little, the most probably not important things to some people Mm
2: -hmm.
3: are so important to me.
2: Yeah.
3: I remember certain things I just wasn't strong enough to do. Mm -hmm. And then when I, like, catch myself doing it, I'll be like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but Mm -hmm. it's just my thing. Yeah. Because when I had cancer, I couldn't do this. Mm -hmm. or I was too weak to do that. Mm -hmm. So...
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, you
3: continually conquer.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, a continual uh, conqueror. Yes. yes, 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 yes. Well, you know, you are like my my conqueror for real. My boy, yeah. my prayer warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, warrior in all things, and I'm just, you know, just. So glad we met. I'm glad I was able to be there for you in that journey. I'm glad you had the support system that you had, you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, not only did you come out of this stronger, but your daughter came out of it stronger as well. You know, she's a wonderful, wonderful, blooming Oh my God, she's getting so tall. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I just yeah. I, thank you for coming on, thank you know, you and yes. sharing your journey. Me. Thank you for sharing your journey to mm-hmm. social media, yes. Yes. Um, you know, and blessing so many others, and being blessed in return, you know. And I'm I'm not I don't know where um, you know this journey is going to take you, but I do know that any you're going to continue to bless people. Yes, mm-hmm. I do know that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. You. So do you? Do we have time for a letter? We can, girl.
1: <laughs> oh, we can, I mean, go we can the...
0: get into the mess.
1: <laughs> no, So it's time for our Dear Diva segment. And if you have questions for us that you would like to possibly be read on the show, you can email us at divaadvice at com. That is D-I-V-A-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. So, Quick, would you rather hear about... Mm-mm. A spouse that took some money or a spouse that doesn't want to move houses?
0: Oh, the second one the
1: houses yeah okay all right because i don't like the blue oh. <laughs> <laughs> dear divas my fiance and i are getting married next year and all is well except for one thing we cannot agree on where to live i already own a home and have been in the house for about five years so it's still fairly new he is coming from an apartment hmm. he would rather buy a home together because in his words the house isn't truly his after spending money on a wedding and honeymoon, I think it makes more sense to stay in this home because the mortgage is less than his rent rather than take on a bigger home and mortgage in this economy and housing market. Am I being emasculating or missing something and not wanting to sell the house? What would you do in this situation? Signed, Anonymous.
0: Anonymous. Yes, hi. Um. So I think, I don't know, five years into a house, mm-hmm. I... It makes me have a very different answer than i would have if you know you had been in the house 15 years or 20 years or if it, you owned it mm-hmm. um so i do think you know with bills coming from honeymoon wedding you know i'm not sure how much you guys had saved up how much was spent on those if you went into debt for all that mm-hmm. um but with being in a house for five years if it For me, if it's that big of a deal for him, and it also really truly matters how much equity you have in that home, Mm -hmm. right? Um, If you're living in a really great neighborhood and it's building equity, and that's, you know, a huge factor to consider versus moving into another place where you're, you know, you're losing all that equity, you're losing that money. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do think that it depends on where you're moving to. I don't necessarily think if you have to move, you suddenly have to get a bigger house Mm -hmm. or suddenly have to get a house that um, has a a, a bigger mortgage, but I do understand him wanting to move into a place together that's both of you guys. Mm -hmm. Um... So I think there's just so many factors financially, you know, with the equity in it. Mm-hmm. Um, who's going to be paying the mortgage? Um, or is That's something that you would both be doing if you moved into this new house. If you moved into a new house, have y'all found one that both of you can afford individually? I'm very big on that. If you move into a home, um, I do because things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, people get sick, you mm-hmm. lose jobs, things happen. So I would never put myself financially in a position where I'm moving into a home where mm-hmm. if something happened to my partner, we would lose my home that's just me that's Mm -hmm. my thing um so you're saying that you know y'all your statement was in your letter that y'all would move into a bigger home so I'm assuming that's what he's saying he wants to do Mm -hmm. um is move into a bigger home that would cost more Mm -hmm. so I would just really do a, a debt analysis and see where that would put you guys but I don't think um Him wanting to move into another space with you, having only lived there five years, is a bad thing. Um, Yeah, it's it's not a bad thing for me, but again, my answer would be completely different if you owned the home or you know there was a a very small mortgage on the home and you were about to suddenly incur you know, way more debt by moving into another place. Mm-hmm.
1: So she said that her mortgage is less than his rent, so
0: Yeah, but that's not I mean, nowadays with rent, I mean it's not saying nothing. Like to me, you know, a two bedroom apartment in Charlotte can run you eighteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's uh-huh. not you know, you the gone are the days of the six hundred dollar apartments, you know, not not if you wanna be safe. <laughs> so I just you know, that's to me that's not really saying too much, I mm-hmm. mean, she, that that could be her, you know, honing point when it could be like a $250 difference. You
2: Maybe. know, so
0: I just, I would probably need a lot more solid numbers to be able to answer that definitively, mm-hmm. but just in general, I don't think it's a bad thing that he wants to move into a home um, where you guys will start over from the ground over. Um, I know a lot of times when people get Uh, when somebody has been divorced Mm -hmm. and there's a new person moving into that home, often people want to move into another home. But that wasn't, you know, one of your factors Mm -hmm. that was listed. So I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but I just strongly suggest that um, since you sound like y'all already went into debt for a wedding and already went into debt for a honeymoon, that you not go into debt for a house. Mm -hmm. Because, again, you know, that that debt stress is, Mm -hmm. you know, you might be having a new home and eventually... Yeah. You, you know, things don't work, so.
1: So, I, I don't know. I get it because I've, I have had this debate with okay. some male callers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm not going to project their arguments into that situation because sometimes the argument from, it, it seems like a pride thing. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'll just say, like you said, compare the numbers. If it's a difference of a couple hundred dollars where you're looking to move, it may be worth it. But if you're saving, you know, because it is a seller's market. Mm -hmm. And so at least here, you're not getting as much bang for your buck with the, the current market. So I, you know, just me being me. I would rent that. I'm not selling it, Mm -hmm. no. Mm -hmm. But if it's a possibility to maybe rent that home out and rent it for a little more, because your mortgage is less than, like you said, he rents. Mm -hmm. And with a house, you can charge more in rent than people would get, you know, because they're getting so much more space, they're getting a yard, et cetera. So I would maybe research... you know aspects of how much can I charge in terms of rent mm-hmm. and then maybe look at okay now this is you know this part of this is what I'm paying the mortgage on on this rental income and then contributing to if you do move you know your new mortgage with your um with your fiance yeah that's um the other thing, though, to think about is you know, is it not an option, assuming you did go into some debt? Is it not an option for him to, you know, move in for a few years until you all get debt free mm-hmm. and beat that down some? Um, and then look to get a new house because then, you know, not only the longer you're in a house, paying on a house, you're building equity. I mean, depending on right. what city you're in, you're probably building equity in your mm-hmm. home. And that gives you even more leeway when you're ready to find your home, you know, with your spouse and rent that one out. I definitely would not sell the house that you bought and you've lived in for five years. Right. But I think, yeah, definitely do a debt analysis. And worst case, you know, hopefully you're, you're joining your lives together. He'll see that if necessary... If necessary and if it's most fiscally responsible, let's stay here for a couple years, mm-hmm. you know, make a plan and then we can get a house, you know. So um, hopefully you all can kind of talk that out and run some numbers and even look at what the houses that you would want are, what that mortgage would be. I know a lot of those apps um what are the different apps? You can look at like Remax or just Zillow. You can just yeah, type Zillow, yeah. different, um, you know, locations in and see they break down like what your mortgage would be. So mm-hmm. kind of do that comparison and see. And I definitely agree with Quick. Um, don't go anywhere you can't afford by yourself. We're not saying that it's not going to work out or wishing that right. upon anybody, but it's just fiscally responsible. Mm-hmm. You know, any financial advisor will tell you to live below your means. Yep. So if you can afford it on your own and or he can afford it on his own mm-hmm. that's great so we hope everything works out congratulations on your upcoming nuptials yes. and again if you have any questions you can email us at divaadvice at gmail.com
0: well thank you everyone for being here today thank you for joining in and coming back and we hope everyone is enjoying this beginning of October fall mm-hmm. it's right around the corner mm-hmm. this fall is October yeah it's fall it's already fall. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, sometimes mm-hmm. I just don't feel like it. And you have noticed it getting dark. I mean that part, but the weather—like <laughs> I still be sweating bullets. Like I'm still running air conditionals and stuff. So. Mm-mm, I ain't complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Better than the summer, right? Better yes. than the summer. All right, divas and Divos, We will see you next time, and have a great attitude. All right. Bye.